<laughs> what what is your safe no, word? More bubbles. No, that's a horrible uh, safe word. <laughs> get the next. I mean, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but we have one. Over. Yes. I'm gonna put this there. Okay. Okay, everybody's. Did you test my mic? Am I at yep. the right sound yep. quality? I, I okay. checked you. You're set. We have the best audio engineer in the world. Yeah. Biased. <laughs> no. He's cutest. Cutest, yes. So very timely. I actually got an email this morning from. Mm -hmm. Wait, no, 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 no. Save it for the show. Are we not doing the show? We can start. Okay. Welcome, everybody, to the Modern Dandy's Guide to Manliness. I am Wes. I am joined in a special episode with some very lovely dandy ladies. So I have to my left, Joy. Now we're joined by Aubrey and Emily, who are here today. Thank you so much for joining us in Philadelphia. Today, our topic, we wanted to get into the details of casual dress codes in the workplace. We wanted to find out, is this going to have an impact positively or negatively? or none at all, as we talk about parody in the workforce. Media and movies and just there's, a, there's examples of what it is to be a man and how I should be dressing in the workforce with suits and so on, and I love suits, so this is okay. I'm interested now to see, as women try to seek a level of parody, does the dress code come into play with that? And as after decades for large financial institutions try to you know creating a marker for what a professional person looks like now a reversal on that going to a more casual dress code going into jeans and blazers and whatnot will that have an impact i don't know and i'm really excited to hear from all of you i will do my best to shut up and listen feel free to call me out when i am <laughs> mansplaining uh, <laughs> Uh, so this is the basic idea, and before we kind of dive right into it, as much as you are comfortable saying, maybe you can give a little bit of background of where you're coming from, from a, a, a career-wise, so we know what industry you're involved in, if that's all right. Maybe, Emily, do you want to start? Sure. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> I had something good to say a second ago. So you're a holistic trainer. You're a holistic so I'm a holistic trainer. lifestyle coach. I've been a personal trainer for about 20 years. Most of the people that I train are higher up in their professions. Mm -hmm. I know that they have to get especially dressed up for business meetings. I know that in general, there's a casual Friday-ish. Mm -hmm. For a few brief times, I've had office jobs where I had to dress professionally during the week and then you'd have the casual Friday. I think that for the jobs that I had, people reflected on, they felt that they worked better on the Friday, that they were more casual, and I had conversations with their bosses that thought that they worked better when they were wearing um, more constrictive clothing, mm -hmm. more proper, and I could say for just in general, I know that, I don't know if it has to do with the type of clothes that you're wearing but i know like when i'm when i'm wearing lulu's or athleta or brands that are just for for me more constricting and they're just like a better made fabric mm -hmm. i feel like i can work out better in those things and so those help me in my profession i don't know how it feels like i have never had to wear a dress for 18 years or a suit for 18 years or anything else like that I can tell you sometimes when I put on pantyhose, I get a panic attack. Um, <laughs> just knowing, or I think it's a cubicle thing. 
I don't know. I get panic attacks with cubicles. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it feels a little constricting, but I mean, so can some of these like, uh, latex things that we have to wear. I don't know what productivity changes with it for the actual person who's doing it. I think that people have different perceptions of things Mm -hmm. and they have their own view that they're looking through or vantage point that they're looking through for things. Very fair. And we're probably going to come back and and talk about a point you just made where it's, you know, what is the quality of the material in general? Yeah. I think that probably is going to play a big part of it. Aubrey, what's your background? So if you could just introduce a little bit. So I've... uh, this is my fifth year owning my own company, so nice. I get to be the boss and okay. set, set the dress code or, or no, no, no codes. But I work in a predominantly male-dominated industry, so in politics, plus I do finance. So finance and politics means I'm almost exclusively in rooms of men in suits. So for that reason, I actually don't own any suits. We do have something what we call like the fundraiser's uniform, which is like a standard black shift dress which is you know every fundraiser wears it to like every event but the uh, the idea of like dressing like a boss or lady boss or all of like those clothing styles are still very rooted in menswear um, in patterns in blues and navies and black like those darker colors so I guess in my in my dressing to look professional I stay probably in that color scheme but I won't wear any suits I'll do dresses and heels and um, I was always taught, and now I'm watching all my ums. That's going to be. See, that's, uh, <laughs> I'll take care of them. Uh, one of when one of my first jobs was with a woman who who actually does what I do now, but this was 20 years ago. Her advice was shoes and bags. What kind of shoes are you wearing? What kind of purse are you carrying? And it was this idea that other women notice those pieces first. Definitely. So it was like always have like nails. If you if you're serious, you have to have your nails done and shoes and bags. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that's lip- the only flair we get. The only flair we get. It's, it's true. true. It is. It's true. It's the, for a lot of women, not to interrupt. I'm sorry, but that's the only way we, we have. Apologize. We we apologize too much. We do. You're not really sorry. Much, so you I'm not really sorry. <laughs> I did have something to say, but I think for a lot of women, that's the only opportunity we get to express ourselves when we're in a dress code environment or in that professional environment where we're forced to, you know sacrifice our style and our creativity in order to fit with the norm and therefore we have fun with our shoes and bags. And I'm glad that you said creativity because actually that this is what I've been thinking about since we've talked about the subject mm-hmm. is business casual is still corporate and casual is not creative. It's a fake casual. It is so the difference between business casual and like dressing creatively or if you are in a quote creative industry that allows you to dress more as you will like casual friday still means corporate casual which but i still I mean, in the think... gym casual friday doesn't exist <laughs> <Just naked. laughs> but i would say that that women i think more than men is, appreciate like i'm wearing a pair of lululemons right now in athleta and they notice the brands that you're wearing mm-hmm. and the more successful trainers wear the more predominant expensive. brands there are more expensive and as a trainer or a fitness instructor, you do get discounts for wearing the stuff. So it's a, like a, I don't a know, cyclical, cyclical, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know. Referential. Yeah, I, yes. I don't yeah. get a discount for buying Old Navy's clothes, which I would have to say are awesome as well. But people recognize when you're wearing that and the person who is the client who knows what the brands are will choose the trainer who has the brands on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, they, uh, if they are aware 
So I and if they're not aware, it's the same thing as if you have a coach bag or you have a mm-hmm. old, like Louis Vuittons on. Yeah, like, yes. we all know what the red bottoms mean yeah. on your shoes. Yeah. yeah, and people know what the little Lulu splices. We all know what the brands look like. Mm-hmm. We have, so we don't have casual Fridays. We have like client days and not client days. So if we don't have clients in the office, you can wear free for all, whatever you want. Yeah. You can work from home in your pajamas. So client days and non-client days are like how I differentiate how I'm getting dressed as I look at my calendar and I'm, am I interacting with people or am I just sitting at a computer? I think it's good that you have that differential. Yeah. Client days and non-client days, but that's the equivalent of, I guess, a... That's like an extra hour and a half getting ready. Like makeup and hair and everything else. Really quick, before we go further, Joy, would you like to introduce yourself? (laughs) No. Uh, (laughs) So I have been in finance for a little over 17 years, and to age myself, I started when I was 19. So I kind of grew up in the industry and spent my formative adult years trying to figure out how to make that work. The first 10 years, I had dress guidelines, but not necessarily dress code. And the last seven plus years, I've worked for a company that has progressed, but we had a very strong dress code and we had to wear certain pieces of branded clothing, had to buy them through certain websites. Mm -hmm. So that has been a challenge, but I have to say also a blessing because sometimes it takes me literally 30 seconds to get ready for work because it's black on black on black or gray on black on gray. And, you know, I have a section of my closet dedicated to work clothes and then two thirds of my closet to the clothes that I want to wear, which I'm wearing right now, that are fun and colorful and I enjoy. So it's been that, you know, back and forth, which I think myself and my other female friends in the industry have all struggled with of how to be professional, but also how to express your 22, 23, 24, 25 year old body and appreciate that and have some fun with it, but not get unwanted attention because you're trying to express yourself and other people may look at that and say, oh, she's dressed attractively and da 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 da. Like, no, I'm going out after work for drinks and I wanna look cute and I have to be transitional. And that's always been the kind of challenge for me is how do I blend my life of going to work transitioning to life after work and also being a young adult female. There's no men's like work to like after work transitions. Like there's no articles about how do you take your suit and make it yeah, less your, less you office, take your more happy tie off and that's it. And that's or it. you unbutton your top I button. have to bring a completely other outfit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you I do often, but like there's gym clothes don't go over well in the but in the bar. How many times have we been at work and then all of a sudden they say, "Hey, we're going out for drinks after work. Do you want to come along?" But or you don't even know about. Or a friend texts you and say, "Hey, I'm in the area. Do you want to grab drinks or do you want to grab dinner or would you like to grab coffee, whatever the case may be?" And I look down, I'm like, "No, no. I can't." Bring me clothes. Right. I'm in my work clothes and I can't go out in this outfit. Are you not allowed to because of the place that you work at? Or Yes, I was Okay. I we are Are you provided lockers at work to have other clothing available? So the challenge for me in my career is I've worked in small town, I've worked in college town, I've worked in low income, high volume areas. I've worked in Manhattan. I've worked in Midtown. I've like, I've worked all over the country and every single place has been a challenge because either you're overdressed or underdressed. Mm-hmm. And anytime I try and dress for an occasion after work, 
that day is challenging from the reaction I get in my office. But you can't leave an outfit at work for that potentially unscheduled after work activity. The There's shoes. Yeah. It's the, like, I have shoes under my desk and like sweaters. Yeah. I have a but backup no heels. I have a backup blazer. So it's the opposite. Am I too casual and do I need to throw something on very quickly? So I have the, the inverse. And if I can interject, I don't have a car. So think about life in a handbag. So I'm doing everything everyone around the country is doing, except I don't get to drive to work. I have to take public transportation and I have to stand for 45 minutes. Well, you live with far walking. from where you work. I don't live. I live four miles away. It's far in New York. <laughs> it is a 12-minute walk That's to a New the York subway. Mile, baby. It's a 15 to 30-minute subway ride, and it's another 10 minutes walking. So anything yeah. I need during the day, I have to be able to fit in my handbag, including my lunch, because there ain't no way I mean like. But that so that answers my question. There's not a place where you could leave an alternative outfit at work for you to be able to not go on a daily basis. No. Like it has to be planned out. There's yeah. definitely the days where I get ready in the morning, knowing going out. I'm like exactly. Oh, no, so what I'm, I'm saying annoying. is, you can't just take off your tie and go out to the bar and be casual. I try but... to not wear a tie because yeah. it doesn't really I mean, go with yeah, my so. complexion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like people almost expect me to be still in gym clothes when I go out to some place. Like if but you I'm dress dressed... up so nicely. Oh, well, I can dress up very nicely, but people aren't. Uh, like they're shocked. not used to seeing you in that way <laughs> you know what the funniest thing is they say it looks weird to see you with your clothes on <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like you've never seen me naked <laughs> don't say that and that's like a common joke amongst fitness people is that people when they see you out in your dress in normal clothes I've never seen you with your clothes on and it just feels really weird when people say that <laughs> Well, I mean, I live in an industry I mean, of inappropriate comments. Yeah, so. have you ever seen like mascara yeah. or eyeliner or like your hair down or any of those other things all the time? I think that's a whole nother episode. Yeah. That is probably let me, a let whole me, nother uh, episode. Let me just jump in and, and kind of recap a little bit of from what I'm hearing is that we have three powerful women here today. We have from the world of finance, we have from the world of politics, and we have the world of physical fitness. All three, I would say, are similar but very different industries. And as you're sharing with us right now, is that there's a lot of similarity with struggle of how can you blend your work life and your, your social life? Some of them are inverted from each other. That's my favorite thing. But the ladies just finished a bottle and put it in the ice upside bucket upside down. down mum is, is done. It's my favorite thing. Not a sponsor, but if mum would like to sponsor us, you call me. I mean, me. if mum wants to sponsor us or Gloria Farah or Shandon, we are open. <laughs> Prestige is my favorite. Not a sponsor. We yes. love you. Not a sponsor, dot, dot, dot. Yes. yes. Call me. <laughs> so from, from all these three industries, uh, you have a lot of struggles, and this is probably shared from, from many other industries as well. Do you feel that in each of your industries that there is an expectation put upon you as a woman to dress in a certain way? As ooh, far ooh, Can I start? Yes. Please. I shared. I started in my industry at 19. I didn't wear suits then. But when I got to Manhattan, it was made very clear to me I needed to wear a suit at all times. It was unacceptable, even though that's not the dress code that was provided to me. I need to be in heels, even though I was walking about 10,000 steps in my office a day. Anytime I tried to not be in that coat or to 
casual it up a little bit, maybe a cardigan or, you know, whatever the case may be, flats, it was frowned upon. And it was frowned upon by the males who ran the area and by the corporate people who would come downstairs and kind of give you that one eyebrow up. For me, it was a challenge because being originally from California, we were always much more casual than the East Coast. And it was acceptable and it was fine. I wasn't expected to be in a suit. It was completely okay to be in a cardigan and a skirt or cardigan and pants. I kind of made my career out of that. My husband would tease me about the amount of cardigans I had. Mm. But you know what? A black cardigan with a plaid skirt, a white blouse, you can get very far looking like a little schoolgirl. Thank you, Britney Spears. <laughs> it's, it's, why, it's why it's a classic look. It's, it is. It's a classic look, I mean, and you can have fun with it. That's where the money goes, unfortunately. Uh, you Next know, episode, and I think, Wes. I think you can have a lot of fun with all of that. And to be told, no, you need to wear a suit coat, you need to you know, do this and that, and it's unacceptable because we're in midtown Manhattan, as a woman, it puts a lot of undue pressure on you. It makes you feel like you don't have any ability to have a style. And I don't want to wear a three-piece suit and look like a man. I want to have my own opinion. And Emily, your hand is and up. It's expensive. It is expensive because Thank men God. can rewear the same. It is much easier for men to well, invest in like one or two suits and change it enough. Change their or six ties or seven and suits. <laughs> I have to say, not a sponsor. Thank God. I know your hand is up. Thank Should God I for finish? Express because you can wash that on delicate, inside out, air dry it, and that stuff holds There's up. There's whole stores now that are that are suiting that is machine washable suiting. But it's so ugly. It's so ugly. It does not fit my stuff. Emily. So I have two things to say about that. A, my pants are $110 and they're Lycra. And they're Lulu. They do feel nice. They I did rub your they legs. They fucking feel though. like I've got cricket legs. Oh, I, I rubbed that leg. It felt great. It feels amazing. <laughs> and I can put my pocket in my hip and it's great. If I'm not wearing a Lulu or an Athleta or something like that. So let me back up even more. Yeah. To get chosen to do certain things, interviews on TV or to be presenting in national conferences or anything else, you have to be in these things. What they need to have is more female availability. Beta brand has finally had those business casual suits that are like Dress yoga, yoga pants. pants are the best thing yes. ever. Yes, and so one of my clients who's going to Italy next week has already ordered three pairs of them because she can wear them all over town. They look good, and I don't even know how much they are because I don't have a pair yet. Um, my They're not expensive, and they wash really well. Yeah, and my mm. Express Editor pants don't wash very well. I have to iron them every place they're at, and I can't squat in them. There's like, if you can't squat, what's the point? I know. It, but there's there's a functionality <laughs> well, in, in clothing I that love... needs to be there, and they're not there yet, and I wish that there was. I wish that Lulu would like team up with Beta Brand Ooh, and have something that's like fully functional because like Liam's executive sweatpants, mm -hmm. they look like a pinstripe suit, but it's a sweatpants <laughs> Wes material. Wes had those in the wrong size. It was hilarious because they looked like weird pajamas. Like, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. could Uncle look like Scrooge's weird pajamas. pajamas but like, but it's just it's crazy that like I mean for fitness people, if you're not wearing this or Prana or some other like name brand label suit, then you're like looked past. Do you feel that that? is imposed on by the clientele, by the gym that you're Both. working for. Okay, so it's all of it. Yeah, but if I'm just only wearing Old Navy, it's not as recognized in the public 
is that she's wearing Athleta or Lulu, and so I'm not going to get picked to mm. then demonstrate something on stage at the Blossom Festival. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. And so it's all woven huh. in that way, and that's just the way that it works. Okay. Because if I'm not wearing the clothing brand who's sponsored by the person who's paying for the event, they're going to... It's gonna, all politics. Yeah, everything's politics. I mean, it's hello, all America. Politics. Mm -hmm. It's I all mean, politics. Yeah. So then politics, I'm sorry, I want to make sure, Go ahead. Uh, Aubrey, uh, well, you're, our, a, you're a business owner. In politics. So, so in, it's, well, in politics. <laughs> but so, how, so clientele is, you know, how do you do a lot of reading on like what you know lady boss right girl boss like what do you have to I don't how do you have that term but it's it's this idea like of like boss. how do you look look like you own the place that like that is a which is a very different pressure than just showing up for work like how do you dress like you own can the I place? ask you a question yeah have people walked into your place of business because I'm a manager I own my business well no. I am yes. the manager of my business have people walked in to you and said, I want to talk to the manager and been shocked or the owner or whatever when you say it is me? How often do you get to no, deal? No, that's like that almost, that, that is, that rarely happens. Really? That's As a like, lady boss, like that doesn't happen to you? People walk in and they know that you're the boss. People don't normally walk in if they don't know okay. they're somebody in my office. So like that's, okay. But I will See, say that, yeah, there's. In my mm. business, people walk up to the males in a two-piece suit with a button-down shirt. You're the boss, right? And they're like, no, she is. Like, no, she's not. I need to talk to the manager. It's her. And I I am dressed nicely. But I get it. At I think least that it's finance that it's four just to like five so times. much bigger of a brain yeah. gap. Try being a manager when you're twenty seven. Well, I can agree with that. But I was just curious because you own your own business. Does that happen to you no. that you have to justify and you own your own business? You but have it, to justify that you are the person in charge. But I would to me. say that wearing those brands attracts more business. Mm -hmm. I don't doubt because it because they're, they're very more intricate. There's more things There's a about level them. There's class that goes with it. I don't own any Lululemon except for a gift. After that's you rub my thigh, do you want to own some? <laughs> I actually am a fan of, of or athletics. <laughs> I think Kate Hudson has done a great. Athletics is also, also not a great. <laughs> hey, so I would wish that all women pant owners in athletic wear would add drawstrings. That's um, everybody's comments. <laughs> she is like Every, picking up the microphone. Everybody would like if there was draws. Sorry. Everybody would like if there was drawstrings <laughs> in athletic clothing because we all have different hip to waist ratios. Yes, we do. Mm. Some of us, baby got back. But and she's baby lost don't some have back. On the Does waist. it matter? Our hips are bigger than our waist. We need a drawstring. These hips don't lie. I would like to have pants. I'm just saying. So one, one of the things that I struggle So as the boss, I don't have some of the same interactions because I get to set a tone. One of the things that I spend a lot of time doing is, is younger women who are coming, the young men and young women, and trying to ensure that like we aren't uh, inadvertently enforcing different dress codes for them. So one of the pieces of advice that I got in doing like a political training was from a former... Uh, Miss Universe. So she helps run pageants. The way that she helped you figure out your style, and this was to prepare women to run for office and to be on television. Okay. So nice. how to prepare, you know, the outfits that you would wear kind of in those in those spaces. And like for her, project your image and kind of... Right. Like, what do you wear on TV? What do you wear to an interview? What do you... What as a woman in politics, what do you wear that is not? It's not distracting, but it feels appropriate. Like how aesthetically pleasing. It's like how do you wear something that nobody remembers, good or bad? Like yes. 
Which how is, are you neutral? How are you but so in a good so that way? You can they hear you as opposed Which, to looking at that's you? That's really you good information. My, it is focus so, on my message, not what I'm wearing. So how do you tra- how do you translate that to young women? And one of the one of the pieces of advice was proportions. Like if you are bare armed, then you should like then you can't also be bare legged. Like oh, okay. if you are wearing something short, then you need to wear something like longer. Long right? It's a proportion arm. of skin is that, what though. gives the perception of it being inappropriate. But is to me, that's just so preposterous. Like, it's not it, that's not respectable. It's that it is what is distracting to other people. But why should it be distracting well, to let's every like, high these school? These men dr- need to get yeah, and it's a every it's every single high school dress that, code for young on. women. You will perceive someone to be inappropriately dressed. Oh, for sure. If I have both a skirt above my knees and a thing above my elbows. I am wearing less clothes and if that same jacket went below my elbows. But the the perception is that you are dressed inappropriately, yeah, which makes it harder 100%. for them to hear you. It yes. is. They're it's not like, focusing on what we're is. saying. They're right. focused on what we're wearing. And right. I think that that is a challenge we have, all three of us. You start in middle school with like, you can't wear spaghetti straps in like middle school or high school. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think we've all focused on the fact that people pay more attention to what we were wearing or not wearing versus what we are accomplishing, saying, doing, make happen. My Uh-oh. actions are not heard, but what I nice. am showing the world is, I, you could probably sum it Which up. Which is the difference yeah. between corporate dressing and creative dressing. Yeah. And that's the difference. Like corporate dressing is more buttoned up, men's, like men's styles. Versus creative dressing, which well, you and when I was for. allowed to be more creative in my dressing, when I didn't have such guidelines, then I felt like I was heard better because I could express myself in my clothing, and I felt confident, and I was dressing in a way that I was comfortable with, but also could express confidence. Well said, Emily. I want you to give your point, and then I have a question uh, yes. to move us to a new thing. Um, to be concise that when I've been training or in the gym, there's been guys who are in exceptionally good shape. They are also criticized or judged against their biceps being showing or other things of their bodies really? being, yes, um, being Cliff showing. The bicep is definitely worth showing off. Um, but they're mm-hmm. also looked at in a technical, non-technical, like being sexual too, way. Yeah, and so yeah. when you are in an environment when your brain matters, it might matter to just show your brain rather than your biceps and your it legs. It doesn't matter when until, I'm showing my on, brain. Is the until story. we get to a societal point when people can accept that both men and females' bodies are equally attractive and that people are distracted equally by a female's thigh or a man's bicep or a forearm or a this or a that and it's very upsetting that people are judged based off of their bodies rather than their intellect in any situation and I think that's what the point of the entire yeah. conversation is. I 1000% agree with yeah. you. Yeah. And it's sad. It's, it is extremely sad and I have to see both ends of the spectrum because I train women all day who don't appreciate their bodies and guys who have awesome bodies or don't have awesome bodies and women who have awesome bodies, but they can't ever express what's in their, between their ears because people are being judged by what their eyes see. And that's just, you can tell I'm emotional about it. Yeah. 
but it's extremely frustrating. I'm crying myself a hug. <laughs> <laughs> this is such but a, it's just, it's really sad it's that such a lady podcast. Hear, it's like, well, true, oh, but it's just really, really sad really, that true. people can't just hear what the intellect has to say. Because I've been with these, like, I have to be judged that I'm wearing a fucking pair of Lululemons that wear $128 rather than a pair of $26 things from Target or whatever. Target or Old Navy because people want to look at the, the emblem that's on my calf or my thigh or my ass rather than what the words I'm saying out because I'm educated in what I have to say or that you're educated for 19 years on what they should actually place their business money in or that you know where their political status should be rather than they're like, oh, you're not wearing gray or your elbows are showing or all this other bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's also for women. It's the like for you with your brands. Yeah. Men don't have the same branding identity that are put on like women's clothing either. So like, especially for workout clothes, like you don't, you you don't exist in this space. Men can walk in in a suit and you don't know. My husband today, someone yelled Bryce Harper at him, which is a a brand, and he thought it was a brand. He's like Indo Chino, whatever he was wearing. I'm like, dude, that's a baseball player because we all know I love my baseball. We also all know that I'm the worst dandy ever. You're not the worst (laughs) dandy of awesome boots. You are, but also your boots are from a honky tonk. They're not from like a particular place. They're not. They're not red. Red sold. They are not. They're not Louis Vuittons. And so some chick might think, or guy might think that because they're Louis Vuittons, you might be more intelligent. No, you spent $1,000 more on your boots, which I think is unintelligent, because that $1,000 could go towards your retirement plan or something else. I do have to say, in my industry, like, it's been very empowering to have my knowledge, have my background, have the support of my family and friends throughout my career and everything, to be able to channel my inner self as best as I can and not give into the pressure to wear the Louboutins, not get into the pressure to wear four inch heels in my thirties. Like my body, you know, my knee, you've yeah, trained me. I, I can't, I physically can't do that. But what Nor I have, anyone. but what I have been able to do is balance like wearing a beta brand, not a sponsor skirt yet. yet. <laughs> and you know, mixing that with an express top and Finding clothes that I can feel comfortable in that fit within the guidelines of what my company expects of me, but also that I can stand up to, you know, the staunchest of judgmental people and have a conversation and share my points and feel confident when I'm walking out, bun intact, seven minutes to get ready for makeup and hair. Moisturizer. It's all about the moisturizer. Like, the we moisturizer. have a whole other one about that. <laughs> Hold on. But also walk out and know that I confidently was able to express what I needed to do like a boss, mic drop, and walk out and know that I accomplished what I needed to accomplish in my role as who I am as a female and not feel like, oh, they didn't listen to me because I wasn't a male. Like That's the balance mm-hmm. of how can I get my point across, look the way I feel comfortable walking into work looking and not compromise and say, I have to wear more makeup or I have to wear four inch heels or I have to do this or this and this. I'm never going to blow out my hair. Like, hello, I have beach waves. So let me ask as a summarizing question. (laughs) More than beach waves. What would you wear for yourself to feel that others will think that you are professional? So for each of your industries, for each of your professions, you've kind of touched on it a little bit in the the show, just for it so that it's clear for the listeners. 
Joy, what do you feel is the, what do you have to wear to be professional with the guidelines and rules of your industry for others to look, think that you are a professional? Personally, I think what I need to wear to feel professional changes day to day. Um, on in, any in, in a, in a generalization. on any given day, I would like to wear a cap sleeve, form-fitting dress with wedges because I can't wear heels because it makes my knee hurt. But you know, something that falls right above the knees that's not too too tight, but just a cute fitted dress. I think and that this is that would what be... this is what you think others will think you are professional because you're wearing this. Not I what you I, think is professional. I feel the most confident in that outfit and I feel like it's appropriate for my industry. It allows me to express myself and it would be deemed professional for what I do. However, there are days that I think it is appropriate for me to wear a suit coat. I just don't feel comfortable in it because I don't think that that is my style. Right. So but, when I but look you at my feel own, that you feel that you need to wear the suit coat so that others respect me. Right. Yes. Okay. Thank you. So I have to get all of you. No. And I was gonna say. <laughs> so for me, it is. I talked about the fundraisers uniform. It is a black shift in varying lengths depending on the season, varying materials, but a black shift dress. But to be the most professional, I put on a blazer. Okay. I have to wear a suit to, for Does Instagram. that piss you off? Oh, I, we're going to get there. I, but it I, is, I, is I, want, so, I want Emily to answer as well. Uh, for me, because I'm in athletics, an appropriate sports bra that offers the appropriate amount of support. Mm. And then shorts or pants, depending on the heat out there. But um, a sports bra that allows you to not have to have pain in your chest when right. you move. And you've mm -hmm. mentioned already that it's also branding, probably more so than our other Completely guests today. more so. You are built on branding, which is terrible. But Each the best brands have the best support, and that's the way it works. Mm -hmm. So then, to, to summarize, all three of you have given an answer to what you feel that you need Panache. to wear so that others will deem you as respectable. Professional. You, professional, sorry. Respectable, You're right. professional, or different. You're right, yes. Professional. A professional. Now, all of you have given an answer that, in my opinion, would not qualify under the category of casual wear. Each one of you have, has answered that uh, you believe in order for others to view you as a woman in your industry to be professional, you have to wear these certain things. Am I correct in that assumption? Would you agree that what you've described would not be considered casual? Emily? Everything I wear is considered casual. True. That's true. And I would say that having the appropriate bra to match your breasts is one of the most important things that any female can do for themselves because there's one ligament in each of your breasts that keeps your breasts up. Mm -hmm. And if you're not there to support it, it's not there to support you. Ooh. You will have saggy breasts for the rest of your life. So it's in your benefit to have a bra that lens that support is there a way to, to work out that ligament on oh, the side there is no way to Damn work there, there's no way so a ligament and a tendon is like a hair tie a, a, a scrunchie that you have stretched out too far there's no way to get it to go back there's no Not surgery actually. you can do there's no magic cream there's no nothing that makes it go back to better so you are in your best interest mm -hmm. to get a thing that supports you properly or you'll be saggy for life in your tendon, like I've rolled my ankle, my ankle's never gonna be back to normal. It's it's 
universally from top to bottom. Go, Aubrey. So the blazer itself is by definition not casual. It's the thing that you eliminate when you talk about casual Fridays. Right, right. But I still think that if you want to be considered professional, casual and professional don't. You can, you can be good at your job and you can work behind a computer and you can take a phone call as professionally. Mm-hmm. But in the face-to-face, in the personal interactions, in all of the nonverbal cues that we give when right. we're doing like, you know, what I call client days versus not client days, the the blazer is or the or the proportions or the type of ensemble is important to creating the space where you can have more professional and effective conversations. But if it's days where I'm just doing email yeah. and no one sees you, right. I'm still the same professional whether I'm wearing a blazer or not. But what we're talking about is when people look at you and mm-hmm. how different that is than right. So if you are in an industry where you don't have to interact with clients, if you are mostly in person, in person, then I think that your standards are different. But most formal requires a blazer if you're doing face-to-face mm-hmm. work. So I think for me, specifically being in client-facing, I'm excited to be able to wear jeans because I think that allows me to be more expressive. But I do think if you're really asking, will I be viewed as a professional? Truthfully, I don't think it depends on what I'm wearing at this point. I think it depends that I'm a female, I'm young, I run a multi-billion dollar business. And I don't think on any given day, given what I've been wearing throughout my career, it matters on what I'm wearing. It matters how I'm communicating, what I can do for you, and the skill level that I bring. If I'm wearing jeans... That is awesome. If I'm wearing jeans versus a pencil skirt... It really doesn't matter because what I'm wearing doesn't dictate what I can do for you. That's great. And no one really pays attention to it until I do or don't do what they want. Mm -hmm. And if I don't do what you want, you're going to blame what I'm wearing. If I do do what you want, you're going to say it's because I'm the manager. Mm -hmm. And it's really freaking frustrating, but it's what I've been dealing with. But you can get blamed on being the manager. Well, I've had women in my industry who are the manager and we were in our mid-20s and someone would come in and say, I want to talk to the manager, all uppity. And they would literally do a 360 and be like, I am the manager, what do you want? Mm -hmm. And I've never done that because that is not my style. That's because we're the seas of change. I have been a manager in my industry since I was 27. And I will never forget when I got promoted, I called my mom. She started crying and she said, your grandfather, an older Dutch man, would never believe that his granddaughter would manage this opportunity at 27. And that's phenomenal. Like she was so excited and so moved, but I fought this my entire career because no one ever assumed someone at my age as a female who, I'm sorry. Was your instinct to go buy a suit? No, I got a haircut. I got a haircut. You got a haircut? I got the big girl haircut. Next episode, hairstyle. I got the big girl haircut. And my boss always teased me because I have the tattoo. And when I put my hair up, you can see my tattoo. And he was like, oh, big girl raise, big girl haircut. I'm like, yeah. And your drink started to change. I think that's also another I did learn how to drink a martini by your man, Uh, Mr. Liam. But all of those were subtle changes I made to be more professional in my own opinion it's just it's really flipping frustrating to be judged sorry as a woman and then be judged on what i'm wearing and then 
if I don't do what you want, I get blamed for that. And if I do do what you want, it's because I'm a strong, independent female. Like, mm-hmm. figure it out, guys. So I, I, I know we have, we could probably talk for hours and hours and hours on this but you're we are out of mom out we've run out of bubbles so uh, i'd like to summarize the best that i can on on behalf of the audience and and probably we know a whole another episode to correct even just this summary but thank you so much for sharing it sounds as if towards the the main topic point of will going to a casual dress code impact parody probably not because from what i'm hearing Parody's fucked anyway. <laughs> what uh, is sorry, meaning meaning you as seen as an equal to your male counterpart in the oh, workforce. Okay. So we're all rolling our eyes right now. I'd like to note that that we're all yeah, never gonna happen. So it's it's this whole discussion of whether you're wearing what you believe others think you need to wear to be seen as a professional. That seems like a a magic trick of oh just do this and people will think of you this way. Yes and no, but at the same point, it's, it's, it's not so much that if we change to a casual dress code, it will have a negative impact. No, there's already a negative impact just in a culture. It's not going to make... Th- I'm, what I'm hearing is it's not necessarily... I think that word. you're believing that a casual dress code is meant to create parity between the sexes. And I think it's meant to p- create parity between the generations. Yes. And that's, yes. that's the difference. I would agree with you. Like it is... Casual dress code is in order to make younger workforce be able to have more parity with like an older workforce. It has nothing to do with sex. It has everything to do with age. Speaking of sex... Great point. We watched the more recent RBG movie. Yeah, yeah. Which for the uh, the gender one, I can't remember what it was called. On the basis of sex. On the basis of yeah, sex. Yeah, yeah. And they kept referencing a quote that she learned early on in law school. I'm mm-hmm. paraphrasing poorly right now. But as times change, the laws need to change with it. Yes. And specifically, I thought about this conversation that I knew we were going to have because I am married to a dandy. And I knew what we were talking about. That sounds so cool. I'm married to a dandy. Well, I'm a dandy lady, and I'm, I'm happy about lady. that. Hashtag one day, one day, one day. I aspire to dandy We're all lady. dandy ladies. Uh, but it specifically tied into this. And as we progress in equality and as you know, we evolve and move through time, our dress code needs to match that. And what we were wearing in the 40s, 50s, 60s, we need to progress our dress code to match the times, just like the laws should be progressing to match the times that we're in. Thank you, hashtag RBG, because you're amazing. Follow rapper. Follow but, rapper. To, but the dandies are about evoking an older style of dressing, is it? I don't know. No. I don't, I don't know. think that. I think that's what we're dressing. trying to learn. We're trying to learn, well, actually. I think yeah. it's it being, like invoking... bringing back the gentlemanhood and like, and being the ladiness. a dandy, yeah, like being because pulled. I like wearing a dress. It's just not appropriate to what I do every day. Mm-hmm. But I've got a closet full of dresses and no place to wear them. Well, in I feel essence like- because there's not a whole bunch of stuff that I get invited to that's wear a dress. Well, and I feel like our dandy men, they like to look nice, and there's nothing wrong with putting on a suit and walking around and getting compliments from that. Like we were walking around Philly, which is awesome. People love that you live here. So Hashtag Philly. They are phenomenal people. Everyone's Brotherly very love nice. and sisterly affection. I have <laughs> never walked around for an entire five miles and had, and had compared to my so husband hit layers. on five to six times before I was even acknowledged for I was wearing. I was just like today. But I think the dandy thing, Wes, correct me here, is 
your men, you want a safe environment to talk about what it is to be a man, how it is to kind of evolve in this time, and a safe opportunity to talk about shoes and clothing and gender equality and dress clothes and professionalism. Like, men don't have that environment. Like, us girls, we have wine nights. Mm -hmm. We have girl Wednesday. (laughs) We have Mondays. That's awesome. (laughs) We have Mondays. And Mondays. And most of Sunday, really. Most and of all Sunday. of Saturday morning yeah. at brunch. Yeah. Like, come on. We get this so, all the time. So, as a trainer, I don't get any of those things, so that's when I'm working. You're always working. <laughs> yes, all those days. There's a second shift. I get Tuesday need... afternoons between, like, noon and four. Ladies, oh, you, are, you, are, <laughs> you are all so amazing. I want to thank all of you for, for coming and, and sharing. And I, <laughs> I, hope, I hope that we do this more often. I have had the best time uh, sitting here and, and listening to your conversations and your stories. One of the things we like to do here on the show as we close out is uh, answer a couple of questions. <laughs> Everyone's checking their tags right now. Oh, Joy's taking off her. Okay, so oh, Emily what? knows she's wearing Lulu pants. I can't remember so, the version of my shirt. Let's start with, uh, we're almost running out of booze here. Let's start we with, are out of booze. Let's start with what, are we, what were we drinking? Mom, we were drinking mum. The, only, the one and only mum, Brute Prestige, also known as the bubbles that the San Francisco Giants celebrate with when they yes. won the 2010, 12, and 14 World Series. <laughs> Just playing a plug-in. Also not a sponsor, but Bruce Bochy, you, you totally could be. should be. You could and be. I am drinking, I actually, I, I have to, I will probably cut this in with my magical editing. I don't know what I'm drinking. It is a nice uh, Kentucky bourbon. It's a bourbon. It's Basil Hayden? It's Basil yes. Hayden. Thank Yay. you so much. A very well-dressed bottle. It is a well-dressed yes, bottle. It has a, a copper belt. It has a nice copper yes, belt. It does have a copper belt. Uh, we need a whole show in accessories. It should be a woman. Oh, we could. Do a whole or my lack thereof. Or why we have to me swap our shoes. Wear flats and wear right? swap oh. heels. Oh, that's a whole. So I just paint my toenails. What like, are we wearing? <laughs> oh. Emily. So I'm wearing my Lululemon skins. If you rub my thigh, they feel, they feel amazing. amazing. Like, I just love yeah. how they feel. Yeah. Yeah, like shark skin. And uh, they do feel like, I don't know what shark skin actually feels like because I've never touched a shark. shark. Emily, what's um, on your wrist? My wrist is a very lovely Cartier. 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 Watch. I don't know how to say you it. You have to say it like you're Cart- better than it's people. Vers- Cartier. You have, to, you have to lift your nose like Cartier. 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 Watch that um, your dandy gave my me. dandy gave me and it's a, it's a nice little pink back drop it's very beautiful it's, beautiful. it's very beautiful it's very classy it's very smart just like also. emily yeah. yeah and um my my shirt says escape your limits escape your limits and i actually got this from one of my fitness fairs we were flipping tires for minutes that time. <laughs> they, uh, they feel need to like see her toe cricket. point when she does yeah. oh they feel great well i was a butterfly swimmer so my toe point's great no matter what pair of pants i'm wearing uh i'm wearing a navy blue banana republic t-shirt dress it's and very it's smart. lovely it's very and beautiful yeah. it goes, it goes yeah. it's yeah. perfect for work for work it transitions and you added a statement necklace i had a statement necklace which is another big part of the professional woman's closet to transition from day to night so i'm wearing a statement necklace which i bought with my sisters in las vegas and it's i'm wearing beautiful. sandals i bought in thailand on a vacation wonderful joy what are you wearing i am wearing, wearing a plaid i'm going back to grunge because i think the 90s mm. in that regard need to be brought back so i believe it's a cupcakes and cashmere top it's silk mm-hmm. it's pretty and i'm it actually dressed by trunk club which could be an entire another conversation about, about trunk 
about delivery boxes. And I'm wearing uh, dark denim, which is just uh, a brand, I don't know the name, but also through Nordstrom, very comfortable, very stretchy, and cups it's very chunk. well. And I am barefoot today because- I'm we, barefoot too. We were tired. We walked five miles. Mm. <laughs> no, that's it, that's great. Okay, here, you Thank you, everyone. Yeah, we'll shut up. No, no, that's it, Save we're good. The modern so dandy's guide to manliness, and we're out. So decoding <laughs> office dress codes is literally the email that I got. And it's the manager, the I'm executive, recording while we get the going. traveler, okay. the yeah. multitasker, and the creative. Those are the dress codes. Oh, that's the email you're trying to this reference. This is what I was trying to reference. Was, the, was trunk clubs decoding office dress codes and what you should be wearing for these different things. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so the, so the creative is, if you work in a creative field, there's usually room to have a little fun with your wardrobe, is the creative. The manager is, if your office falls on the spectrum between professional and casual, this one's for you. Oh, hey, that one's for me. The executive. When it comes to power dressing, we believe I mean, in wearing what makes you feel like a boss. Hmm. You know what makes me feel like a boss? Telling something wrong. <laughs> the I told you so does make me You're feel wrong. like a boss. The, the eyebrow up and the I told you so. The multitasker. The spirited and comfortable capsule takes you from the workday into the weekend. I find that all That's a clothing moderately style? offensive. A, it's the, it's style? meant for capsule closets. Like if you were ordering like through this club, the capsules, like what best fits your type of but work. But wouldn't you need different things on every different day? Because Literally, oh, the, I could wear five different outfits for five different days yeah. and none of them are going to be appropriate no, for the day that but I, I mean, walk like into. For, for me in a gym, like Monday through Thursday at three are going to be like we're in a gym. And then Thursday night and Friday afternoon, evening might be like, I want you to come meet people like my client. Mm -hmm. Like if you're my client, you might want me to come and meet people to at network. your happy hour. Oh or my God, we could do a whole episode on networking. Whatever. We should do a whole And then like, that's for sure when I'm going to wear my nicer athletic clothing. And like, on like it for sure depends on who I'm training, what I'm putting on. Because I've got clothes, I've got pants that are like um, stripped across. Oh, you've and got your fishnet zebra, underneath. Yeah. But like, I'm not gonna wear those when I'm training my more conservative clients. Like, I'm gonna wear something like this that's you more can't solid. see any of my skin. Yeah. And then if I'm wearing some of my edgier clients, I have to wear edgier clothes because it matches their personalities. I have to dress towards what they are. It just, mm. I will never I don't have to, get away but it from your keep proportion you for conversation. It, is, it, was, it bugs I, me. Talk to about your proportion no conversation so, again. So it was, so her, the way that she helped to prepare you for the type of public speaking and television work, that how do you wear something? that eliminates like the focus on the on the criti the critical focus which was proportions si like colors but your and proportions are elbows to wrists can i completely interject with poor hillary and her pantsuits oh, pant how suits. much she was teased for wearing a pantsuit the pantsuit the pantsuit nation hashtag pantsuit but pantsuits no, but are important it is but you shouldn't then shame us for wait, doing it wait wait pop pop pop, pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold, hold. 